This is video number two for Conscious Life. First one, obviously you see some guests. I want to introduce them. They're amazing communicators, amazing leaders. Just want to start with Samuel. This is Pastor Dennis, Pastor Samuel. Um, you guys can just talk a lot about by yourself and just, just tell them. Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, my name is uh, Dennis Rivera, pastor's a title. It's mm -hmm. not on my birth certificate though, so you straight. True. Um, I go to New Birth Church in Point Siena. Uh, I love people. I love my cat, who's also my son. Uh, I'm 19 years old, turning 20 this month. Um, and we're just here to have a good time and, and just turn up together. Awesome. So yeah, my name is Sam Ortiz. Um, like I was saying, uh, I, I go to Heaven on Earth Youth. I'm the leader um, of Heaven on Earth Youth, and we're super excited for what God is doing there. Um, I'm 17 years old, even if it's hard Ooh, to leave, but come on. I just got in high school, so uh, I'm super excited. Um, starting college hasn't been hard, hasn't been easy, but um, God is good through everything, and God has helped me, and I'm super excited to see what God is going to do tonight. Amen. Amen. Um, so just basically this video, there's not a set topic, so there's some really great questions that we're going to be talking about and discussing. This is Panel Heat, that's the name that I came up with. So just basically giving you guys an idea, the first thing is just we want to dive into idols. And what me growing up, I grew up in an environment where, you know, I, I lusted after women, I almost... I, I idolize women, let's be honest, and I put them first in everything. I would talk about them with guys, I would do anything that I can to, to glorify them. And now, we're in a, a world where I'm, I'm a Christian now, and I, I follow Christ. Um, so basically, the question that I have is, what would you tell a young adult right now that is struggling with letting an idol go? Before I do that, I just want to share this scripture. I'm going to have it on the screen. It's Jeremiah 18, 15. Yet my people have forgotten me. They burn incense to false idols that make them stumble in their ways on the accident roads and walk on new paths, not the highway. So yeah, what, what would you tell a young adult right now? We'll start with Sam. Yeah. Um, I think that many, many young adults uh, in this generation, I believe, uh, I think we somehow idolize some, somebody or something, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I think we are not able to notice it um, just because everybody else is doing it. Just because everybody else is talking about, like I said, maybe a girl, maybe a social media, maybe something else, and we kind of idolize things without even noticing them. Yeah. And so I feel like in order for us to be able to tear down those idols that we have placed in our lives, I feel like the first thing we need to do is recognize that it's True. there. Yeah. Recognize that, man, there's actually something that I'm putting before God. There's actually something that I'm putting as priority in my life that really shouldn't be there. Um, and also, I, I feel like many times an idol is something that we hide. Mm -hmm. or that we're scared to talk about. If you're intimidated of talking about something or you're kind of scared about or it's a touchy topic or you get like really serious or really mad, really frustrated when somebody talks about that topic, then it's probably something you need to let go of and, or an idol you need to tear down. That's so good. Um, we've been in situations, I'm pretty sure you guys have been in situations where um, they're like, oh, like, man, like, you're starting to look at a girl a certain way or you're doing things with your girl that aren't the things you're supposed to be doing. And you're like, man, don't talk to me like that. Like, I don't do that. I'm good. Like, I have God. Or this is a really good one. Oh, um, you have pride issues, bro. Like, you, you have to be more humble. And it's like, I got pride issues? Like, no. Like, yeah, I'm come on, right. I, I, yeah, yeah, for yeah, me, like, man. Right? And so I feel like that right there, if your reaction to that is very, very um, aggressive or very, um, very, uh, 
you might say defensive. yeah defensive yeah. about it that's the word i'm trying to look for if you're really defensive then it may be something that god is trying to work on and maybe something you need to be humble about and be like you know what god maybe this is something that uh, I'm, not, I'm putting as an idol before you yeah. um, and this is something that i need to that i need to tear down um and so like i said it's something maybe something that we hide or something yeah, that is in dark that is done in darkness right because everything that the enemy does is in darkness yeah it's in disorder it's in chaos and and that's exactly how everything began mm-hmm. the bible says that in the beginning there uh there, God, there was um the heavens and the earth but it was formless and void right yeah. mm-hmm. and so i feel like many times the enemy that's where he operates in the for in the in the void in the darkness where it's nobody funny. sees you where you're by yourself when you're at night you get out of church but you go home and you're in the same place yeah. you're in the same room in the same with the same computer in front of you in the same situation you're confronted with darkness and then there the enemy starts speaking to your mind the enemy starts speaking to you really subtle but all of a sudden you're back to the same place again you're back worshiping the same idol again wow and i feel like that's where we need to what they got to do what they got to do when uh, it says the earth was formless and void and then god said let there be yeah light so the first thing that we need to do in order to let go of the idol is expose it yeah man shine a light on on it man come on just shine a light on it and say you know what this is something that i'm struggling with yeah yeah, yeah. talk to your pastor talk to somebody to a friend that's that could help you and you can be like you know what i'm struggling with this i'm putting a light on it i'm tired of of struggling in darkness i'm i'm tired of being alone i'm struggling by myself it's time to put a light on it it's time to expose it that's exactly what god did and and guess what happened when god exposed everything he created everything he was able to change what was formless and void and turn it into something so beautiful into a creation that is still here today and 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 i believe that when you expose it that that won't come back again that that issue that situation is not going to come back again when you're accountable and you expose the idol it's never going to come back again and so uh, another thing that I, that I want you guys to recognize is that an idol requires sacrifice. Yeah. And so if we go to the word and in Exodus chapter 32, it actually talks about when Moses went to the went to Mount Sinai to uh, prepare the tablets of the Ten Commandments, right? And so the people are back there and, and they're just waiting for Moses to come and, and they just saw him. But all of a sudden they get so desperate that they build a golden calf out of their own jewelry. Mm. And I need you guys to get this because many times, like, for them, what caused the idol or, or the sacrifice that the idol required was their jewelry, right? Their, their, own, their own belongings. And so many times we create our own idols with our, our habits, our words, uh, the people we hang around with. Yeah. We create our own idols and then we end up worshiping that same idol. And so it, it, every idol requires sacrifice. It may sacrifice your time. It may sacrifice your friendships. Yeah. It may sacrifice your relationship with God. And that's where things get a little rough. That's when you need to recognize, hey, I can't sacrifice this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll maybe sacrifice my time or, or maybe something else, but I can't sacrifice my relationship with God. Yeah. I can't sacrifice the purpose that he has for me. And so that's what an idol does. It tries to steal away the, the word that God so gave you, good. the promise that God gave you. Because that's what it did to the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. It tried to steal away what God was trying to do with them. But so you know good. what? They said, you know what? I, I, when Moses came down, he's like, I'm not going to allow this. Okay. And, and he tore them every idol. So first, identify, recognize that it's there. Second, expose it, and, t- and third, tear it down. Amen. That's crazy, man. You have anything to add to that, boss? Yeah, um, I definitely do think that idols can be something that is the right thing, but we're just using it in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, we think That's of good. Jesus entering the temple. is the right place yeah. uh, for the right God, created mm-hmm. by the right people, but they just used it in the wrong way. We right. see, and even like kind of identifying them, um, when the Israelites brought the... the um, the Ark of the Covenant into battle with them. Like, 
Jesus himself, the things of God, mm-hmm. can become an idol yeah. that can stand good, before so God. Um, and I think that's it's crazy. Exactly like ministry, like titles, like pastors, yeah. things that we have, and wow. people that want to be preachers. Like the work of God can become an idol that makes you like good. separate yourself from God. So and so I think um, the main thing, if, if I were to kind of be talking to somebody like, like we're talking right now and, and kind of let them like, hey, how do we get past our idols? I think it comes with two things. Um, reminding yourself why you have what you have. Um, and then number two is really getting priorities set and straight. Like now I know why yeah. I have what I have and now I know what That's I have to so do. Um, and so definitely identifying them, man, understanding the why behind what you've got. Yeah. Uh, man, I believe David could have got the stones and wasted all of him if all of them if he didn't know what he was doing with them. Um, but he knew that he was called by God and he knew that Goliath was going to die. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so um, he knew exactly what he needed to do with the materials in his hands. And so you could be idolizing what's in your hands even if it's given by God. Uh, if you don't realize, man, at the end of the day, it's only Jesus uh, that really matters. Amen. That's amen. Good. Wow, you guys hit some really good points on idol. And I just I just believe that's a good segment to be able to understand idols yeah. and the way that we need to focus on that. And so we're moving on. Um, you were touching on a question that I have a little bit in store um, about sacrifice. And you said it in a way that is, is so good. So we understand that when you're idolizing, you're almost sacrificing something that doesn't belong to that idol. Yeah. And, and a, in a good way, though, if you're sacrificing, there's a lot of things. I'm going to lead to this question because I, I know the Spirit's leading it there. So there's a, there's a good way to sacrifice, though. Yeah. So yeah. my question is, what is an example of how sacrifice can be a reward? So that being life, um, how you sacrifice your life as in time or money, how could that bring reward to your life? Into to their lives, so. Um, man, I'm actually really excited about this question. Come on, man. Um, yeah. I think sacrifice has been something God is teaching me and has been teaching me to fall in love with. Um, and I think if you fall in love with sacrifice, uh, it's not as scary as a lot of people think it is. Like, it could be the most beautiful part of your relationship with Jesus uh, if you learn how to do it right. And so, how do we do sacrifice right? Uh, we're gonna look at the best example of sacrifice yeah and his name is jesus christ mm-hmm. yeah um and again it kind of goes back to what i was saying in the beginning just understanding why do we sacrifice mm-hmm. uh, i love this if jesus did not sacrifice he would not have an opportunity to spend eternity with us yeah um and i love what the bible says that it says because of the joy awaiting jesus he endured the pain on the cross In other words, it wasn't because Jesus was waiting for something. It's because something was waiting for Jesus. It was the joy awaiting Jesus. That's why he endured the pain. And so I think when we understand, I'm not waiting for heaven. Heaven is waiting for me. Like I'm not waiting for eternity. Eternity is saying, man, I can't wait for Dennis to enter this place, to be with my creator, Jesus Christ forever. Um, And so sacrifice, it's beautiful. And it's not easy, but it's simple. When you understand, sacrifice has nothing to do with what you're about to receive. It has everything to do with what's waiting to receive you. And when you give up, you actually create room for God to place more. Um, And so I'm learning to sacrifice. Uh, still to this day, my biggest idol, going back to it, is my bed. Uh, and I'm sacrificing <laughs> my bed every day, uh, waking up. But I understand, and this is crazy, the, the quicker I sacrifice my bed, the more I can enter into my day. And there's so much more in my day than there is on my bed. And so um, it's kind of the same thing with our purpose. Like, man, we're laying and we're sleeping on so much. Um, but when we sacrifice what we're laying on, um, and we can definitely walk into what we're doing. Man, that's so good. That's great. Um, I believe that you prioritize like what 
you sacrifice for the things that are priority to you. Yeah. And I believe that you sacrifice for the things that you think are important to you. Crazy. So if you think that um, maybe going to a club is more important than going to church, then that's what you're going to sacrifice. You're going to sacrifice church and you're going to go yeah. and do something that is important to you. You know, if you think that maybe uh, doing something else rather than spending time in the presence of God is priority, then you will sacrifice spending time in the presence of God. And so we got we to gotta figure out, man, what is priority to me? Yeah. What am I going to sacrifice uh, for? Um, and like Dennis was saying, I, I believe the best example of sacrifice is just Jesus, man. Mm-hmm. If he sacrificed for us, why can't we sacrifice for him? Mm-hmm. If he gave his own life yeah. to give us life, why why can't we give him just uh, uh, what he man? He doesn't ask us much, man. Yeah. When when we talk about money, he asks us for just ten percent. He asks us for he asks he's asking just just for a little bit so that he can bless the all the ninety that that we that we get to keep. Amen. Yeah, yeah. And so he's saying, man, give me this and I and, I, and I'll give you this. I'll bless you. I just need to. I just need to see if you're committed enough. Yeah. I, I just need to see if your priorities are in the right place. Yeah. See, because he he's not asking us because he needs money, right? He's not asking us to give tithing because oh he needs money. The church needs money. He really doesn't. He's the owner of silver and gold and gold, right? Mm-hmm. But he just wants to see where your priorities are. That's good. He just wants to see where your character is and where you That's sacrifice. Good. If you spend it on on something else, if you spend your money on something else, or if you're willing to sacrifice that little bit of money and and, yeah. and give it to him. And so it's the best way to understand sacrifice. And, and the Bible, Jesus even speaks about this and he says, man, if somebody wants to follow me, just take up your cross and, and just follow me. Just come yeah. with me. So you need to identify, man, what, what is my cross? For that is, his cross might be his bed. For me, <laughs> it might be something else. It might be my money. It might be my time. Yeah. And, and time is a really huge time one because time huge. is the only one that you can't so get big. back. Yeah, and time is the only thing that, that you sac- if you sacrifice time, you're not going to get it back. Yeah, yeah. So you need to prioritize, man, what am I sacrificing for? Am I sacrificing for the right things that are eternal or for things that are just going to be temporary? We need to recognize that there's right. things that we sacrifice for that just fill us up for a little bit. Yeah. And then it leaves us in the same place. It leaves us in the same situation, feeling the same crappy way. And so we need to realize, man, I'm sacrificing for the wrong things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm sacrificing for the wrong idols. I need to change my focus a little bit. And I'm going to start sacrificing for the things that are worth it, for the things that are eternal, for the things that please Jesus. Because at the end of the day, he sacrificed for me and I'm going to sacrifice for him. I, I think that's crazy if I can say that. Yeah. Like You basically just said, whether it's helpful or not, I'm sacrificing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so sacrificing isn't an option. It's what I'm sacrificing yeah, and where I'm sacrificing. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. always a choice. And then, and then one more thing, if I can add it. Oh, yeah. I feel like many times we expect a result without sacrificing anything. Crazy. Right? We expect to flow under God's anointing, but we don't even know who God is. Yeah, right? yeah. We expect for God to use us, and we expect to uh, just preach to nations, but we don't even read the word, right? Yeah. And so I feel like many times we expect results without sacrificing anything. Yeah. And so we expect... Uh, different uh, results that are different from what other people are getting, right? We expect maybe a job, maybe a career, maybe something else, but what are we doing to get there, right? Amen. And so I feel like it's time for us to just focus on, on on doing, on sacrificing for things in order to get the result. You know, we cannot do the same thing everybody else is doing and expect a result different than what they're getting. Yeah. You know, so I, I feel like we have to focus on the, on the things that we want to sacrifice for and the things we want in life and then go at it hard and, and um, clear any distractions, man. Yeah, that's what the so enemy's going to try to do. So the enemy's going to uh, place distractions that, that you think, oh, this is what I, what I want right now, but it's not what you need. Yeah. And so you need to recognize those distractions, clear them out, say, tear down every idol and sacrifice for the right thing. So good. At the end of the day, so good, man. We are, we're so focused. This generation is so focused on how we're spending our time. And it's so crazy that, you know, John 3.16, it talks about God's so love that he gave. An eternal yeah. God gave his son yeah. a part. He gave his son so that we can have spend an eternity with him. 
and we're so focused with how we're going to spend our time now when we really don't have to worry about that when we think about the concept of yeah. sacrifice we think about it as love when i love my girlfriend crystal i, I give her my time i sacrifice the things that I want to do so that I can receive. It's like what you were saying, like yeah. I'm receiving. When yeah. I sacrifice, I receive the yeah. love. I receive her time in, yeah. in response. It's the same thing with God. That's what he, he sacrificed, his only begotten son. Yeah. I can't even think about that. I don't have a son yet. And I, I can't even think about giving my yeah. son I ain't gonna do it. for a world that doesn't even yeah. care or know yeah, me. for sure. And, 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 that's, and that's just so beautiful. And that, and that leads me into another question. You know, I, I, I believed when my whole entire life up until this point, I thought I had everything figured out, that I didn't need to go to church. I have yeah. my friends, my family. I basically can get here just off of my own strength. So to talk to someone else, to get them to believe that they need to go to a church, to get plugged in, yeah. what, how is that important? So the question is, what is the importance of the church, right? capital C Church, and how has it edified you in your own life? And where do you think you would be without your church? Um, let's start with Sam. Yeah, man, um, I remember coming here uh, to Orlando from Puerto Rico when I was 13 years old. I'm 17 now, and, um, and I, I remember it being really tough because, again, like I'm coming to a place where I don't know anybody. Um, I'm coming to a place where it's really different from what I'm used yeah. to. It's really different from my culture, from where I grew up in. The language is different. I didn't know any English when I came, and it was just so wow. tough. Um, so that's so why, if you notice my accent, man, it's okay. I've been grinding. I've been grinding this, man. And, uh, and and I just I just that sacrifice, man. Yeah, yeah. I I, I had to sacrifice a lot of things for in order to be here, in order to do the will of God. Um, and it's it's so easy. I think just a parenthesis to do something when uh, that God calls you to do when you want to do it, mm -hmm. you know. But it's so hard, man, to actually do things, something that God says do this, and you're like, I can't do that. I don't do that. That's so hard. I don't, I don't want to move. I don't want yeah. to. I don't want to lose the people I'm used to, the people I grew up. Yeah. And, and it was so hard, man. Those that time was so hard. But you know what? I said, God, I'm gonna sacrifice for you, man. Yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give away everything that I know, everything that I've ever known for for you. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a in a very, uh, I would say, straight or a conservative church back in Puerto Rico. So moving here um, and, and, and looking for a home, it was really hard um, because I, when, I, when I came here, I, I went to different places, right? And then you try out things and you're like, man, let me see where I, where I fit or, or, or where, I, where, I can, I can, where I can call my home, you know? And, and I feel like that's what we're all kind of looking for. We're looking mm -hmm. for home. Yeah. Uh, where a church is not a place where you should feel judged, where you should feel ashamed. Uh, I feel like many times we look at church and we look at a courtroom mm -hmm. where you're just there and you're being judged wow. and there's a, and God is a judge and there's there's, uh, there's just witnesses saying oh look at what he did look at that look at uh, maybe he killed somebody you know maybe he uh, saw this thing that he wasn't supposed to see and we look at church and we're like man it's not a court it's not a, it's supposed to be a courtroom yeah. God is not just a judge waiting to punish you or to signal you or, or to point you out you know what church is though church I, I see church sometimes like a classroom yeah. It's not a courtroom, it's a classroom. You go in and you just learn, yeah. you just soak it in. Yeah. You just, uh, uh, there's a teacher that God puts there and you're just soaking it all in. You're just hearing uh, something that edifies your life and that you're gonna use for the rest of your life. Sometimes I see church as a bedroom even. Mm -hmm. uh, why? Because in that moment of worship, you're able to be so intimate with God. You're able to just, uh, just even on your knees and just say, God, I need you right now. God, I don't have it all together. I surrender to you. And you're able to have that moment of intimacy. Or sometimes I see church as a surgery room. Yeah. 
where God is just operating and, and, and seeing those places that, that or those things that have you hurt, that have hurt you, yeah. that have kept you bound, that have kept you uh, uh, in that same place for so long, those things that hinder your growth. God is just there and God is the doctor of doctors and he's just there. He's just there working wow. on you and he puts people, uh, his helpers, right? Or, or the, the other nurses that are there and he puts uh, people that are able to, to let you know, hey, are you okay? Do you yeah. need something? And this is the thing. We all want to feel good, right? When we go to church, we want to feel good. But our, our real home, I would say, doesn't just put any anesthesia on you so that you don't feel the pain. Yeah. Why? Because the pain takes away the purpose of it. Why? Because the pain becomes your testimony. Yeah, your right, testimony yeah. leads you to your purpose. So if, if God takes away the pain, you won't, you, you'll be like, oh, I, that didn't hurt. That, that, not, nothing happened there. I, was, yeah. I did it all by myself. Mm. But if he leaves the pain and he's like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open you up. I'm going to work on you but you're, and you're going to feel it. But that's going to be your testimony. That scar that I'm going to leave there is going to be your testimony to yeah. others. And it's going to lead you to your purpose. And Come it's going to lead others to their healing and their salvation. That's what I see church as. So crazy because when you go to a church or when you were talking about hospital, right? Church is a hospital. Yeah. When you go into a church, you're really not doing anything. Like you say, you're in a hospital bed. Yeah. You're the doctors performing on you. Yeah. And I love what Pastor John, Pastor John Mahir, our pastor, he, he, he talks about this. When you go into a service, you're literally just being worked on and you don't even know it. Yeah. Like God is performing on you and putting things in your head so that you can carry out for the rest of your weeks. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, um, man, I, I love the question. Where would you be if not for the church? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, man, I honestly, I think right now I'd probably be playing college basketball. Uh, I'd probably be with a fine girl. I'd probably be making mad money uh, and thinking that I'm living the life. Wow. Um, I, I heard once uh, some guy said, I set all these goals for my life and I reached them by the time I was 25 years old wow. and I was depressed ever since then. Um, and I think the church has taught me that there's so much more in yes. life than just obtaining so things. Yeah. Uh, I still got a beautiful girlfriend. Come on now. Uh, I'm not playing college basketball. Come on. Uh, I don't have all the money in the world, but I'm experiencing people find joy. Yeah. Um, and, and the best part about it is that I'm not doing anything. <laughs> like I'm just sharing this message of Jesus. I'm just doing what you're doing, getting yeah. on platforms, sharing the joy of Jesus, and he's just working the rest out. Yeah, and yeah, I'm just know. like, man, this this is a pretty cool like life. Amen. All I gotta yeah. do is just trust in God. Um, and a lot of times I fail in trusting in God, but that's why the church is there. Amen. It's exactly. like Dennis, like if you ever try to do this on your own, and again, if, if you ever try to do this on your own, uh, you will fail. And you're going to laugh about it. Yeah. Um, I believe the world tells you you're not good enough, but Jesus tells you you're just not there yet. Uh, nice. Let's keep on moving. So um, and so definitely the church is a place of honesty. Um, it, it's a place that should be built on honesty, on truth, on grace. That says, hey, you're not okay. And that's okay because it's not that you're not good enough. Um, it's actually that you're, you're just not there yet. Uh, but we're going to keep on walking and get you where God wants to get you. Uh, and so that's what the church is for me. It's the place that keeps me moving. Uh, and if it wasn't for the church... I'd be stuck thinking I'm living a life, yeah. even though I, I probably wouldn't be. Amen. Yeah, yeah, and we we all can agree that the church. A lot of people think, "Oh, the church is perfect," and um, there's perfect people in the church. And we just said it is the church is a hospital. I mean, there's people who are sick. There's people there that don't get me wrong. They might be a little further in their step, but at the yeah. end of the day, we don't look to those people as our guidance. We don't look for those people as our role models. We look to Jesus. We're all yeah. following Jesus. We are followers of yeah. Jesus. So. Uh, a saying that we all follow is we are we follow me as I follow Jesus. Yeah. You know, I don't have it all figured out 
and I might not have all the answers, but we're going to get through this together. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's about fellowship. It's yeah. about coming to a place where we can love each other, we can struggle with each other, and we can discuss it. You're not meant to go through this alone. Pastor Dennis just said it. You're not going to be able to do it alone. I hate to break it to you. Yeah, and um, I feel like churches feel like family. Yeah. Uh, and, and I feel like and a, a key part of that, and if you're looking for a church or if you're struggling to find that place that feels like home, man, just uh, uh, pray about it and ask God to give you a place that doesn't judge you uh, for how you look, you know, for, yeah. for your past. Because yeah. uh, at the end of the day, God doesn't look at that. Amen. And why, why should we? Why should we look at a person's past or appearance if God doesn't, uh, God doesn't look at that? God so looks at your good. heart. Yeah. He's more focused on what's on the inside than what's on the outside. And so, so I feel like at home, when you really feel at home, and like I said, I, I was just looking and struggling to find somewhere I could call home. And when I finally got there, I was able to feel the love. Yeah. I was able to feel uh, just the excitement of me being there, the, the joy of our salvation. I was able to feel all of those things. And, and I didn't feel judged. I didn't feel condemned. I just felt loved and protected and yeah. cared for, you know? And I feel like that's what we should all strive for. We should strive to be the church of Christ that is loving, caring, yeah. um, and a place that you don't have to hide. Like, you don't have to hide your, your scars. I feel like sometimes we go to church with, like, a big jacket and we're just hiding our, our, our pain. We're just hiding our scars and we don't want anybody to look at us. And, and God just wants us to say, you know what? I'm, I'm here. I'm human. Yeah. I have scars. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've been through some things, but I'm open. I'm opening myself to uh, for God to heal me. Yeah. And, and that's what God is looking for. That's what church is about. It's about feeling like home. Uh, it's about uh, feeling like fellowship, like family. And God wants that for all of so us. So good. Thank you. So this is our last question. Um, really gonna dive into it. this. Is my favorite question, and I really think that we're gonna have some fun with this. So there is a person. This is literally happening. There is a person watching who is desperately in need of encouragement. They are struggling with identity crisis. They are skeptical on how they can receive identity from someone they cannot see or hear. They don't have any money in their account. Felt that, and they just invited to hang out with an old friend. They know if they go and hang out with this friend, they'll probably drink or smoke. They call one of you, and you have 30 seconds. What do you say? And, uh, we're gonna start Samuel. See the eagerness. Um, pressure. Just that's pressure. you. That's you. <laughs> I'm gonna start the timer. 30 seconds. Water. No water. Three, two, fast. What's going on? Am I going first? Yeah, I feel like I would say what is uh, what is smoking or drinking or hanging out with best friends gonna do for you, man? Where is it gonna leave you? Where is it gonna lead you to? I feel like uh, it's just gonna lead you to a worse place than where you're at right now. You don't even have any money. Why do you think you're going to a club, man? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I, I, I got somebody that healed me, that saved me, that that died for me, and, and he loves me so much. And man, your identity doesn't come from creation; it comes from their creator. Come on. Yeah. It comes from the one who made you. Even though you don't see or hear him, I promise you, you're gonna feel him. I promise you, he's there. I promise you, he cares for you, just like he did it for me. He can do it for you. You can continue. Okay. <laughs> Just like you did for you. Um, and then I'll be like, yo, I'll pick you up right now. And let's go. Yes. Let's go have coffee That's and then let's, let's, yeah. let's talk about it. That's yeah. cool. All right. You ready? Wait, what time of day is this? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm about to pick them up. It's about six o'clock, seven o'clock at night. Six o'clock, seven o'clock at night. Yeah, and you're out. Start. And you're about to go crazy right now. Well, right, right now he's, he's in his house. Oh, so she's in his house right you now. You are at your house. Right. We're about to come save you. Okay, go ahead. Thirty <laughs> seconds. Oh, hold on. I got it. Three, two, one. Go. Number one. Uh, where are you? I'm coming to pick you up. Done deal. I'm already on my way. Um, number two. 
you are so much bigger than this. Um, there are things inside of you that you have no idea are inside of you. And saying no is sounding like a sacrifice right now. But as you let go, you're actually bringing things outside of that you had no idea were in there. Uh, and number three, how could you get an identity from somebody you don't see? I need to let you know, I was created in the image of Christ, just like these men were. And when you look at me, not because I'm perfect, but because we're saved by Jesus, you can see a little bit of Jesus inside of yourself. And so in the way that I love you and believe in you, please know Jesus loves you and he believes in you yeah so this decision doesn't have to make your eternity permanent come on you can literally just give yeah. it to jesus right here Woo! right now amen. i went over 30 seconds but i hope you made the thing of your life that was 43 seconds uh, of fire I'm, I'm gonna give it a try i'm gonna give it a try all right go, so go, i got go, 30 go, seconds go. i got 30 seconds right all right ready ready it is one in the morning yeah, yeah, this is this is a crazy one. That's okay, one yeah, in the morning, and you got thirty seconds uh, to pour some life into you, into you. I'm watching you. One a.m. Ready? Three, two, one. Listen, man, it's one a.m., but I'm coming to get you right now. I'm coming right now. I don't know where you're at. Send me your location. Listen, the same situation that you're in right now, I was in two years ago. I got the same call. Went for beers. The whole night spiraled. I did beers, and then I did coke, then I did Xanax, and before I knew it, I was a walking zombie 9 a.m. in the morning on Sundays, and I ended up in jail. And all you need to know is that with Christ, you don't need to do that. I will yeah. love on you the way that Christ loves on you right now. Give me this time. 31 oh, seconds! Oh, oh, yeah. Done deal. Done deal. 31 seconds. Listen, guys, that's all we have for you. Um, I hope you enjoyed this video. If you haven't, please leave comments and just give us your insight on it. We love you. We care about you. Yes. There's more content coming soon. Follow Conscious Life and we hope to hear from you.